as much as we want to make church about us, we can't. But you know, that's who we are. That's who we are. If it ain't about me, I'm out. Music's too loud. Music ain't good enough. I want to hear hymns. I want to hear this other kind of music. I want to hear that. We, 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 if it don't fit us, then I'm out. And, and you know what? That's don't honor God. In 2019, it's going to be a different year for us as Connection Church. Because God's been doing some things in my heart that over the last year I hadn't, I've been trying to figure out. And I told y'all time and time again that I'm a slow learner, right? Haven't I told you that before? It's often uh, fourth quarter, 37 seconds on the clock before I get it. And last night in my study at 1 o'clock in the morning, God just began to really just solidify and speak to my heart about some things. I don't want it to be about us, church. You know, it's so easy for us to look at and for us as a church to fall into how everybody else does it. It's so easy for us to fall into, I'm a Christian because I'm just as good as Rick. I'm just as good as this person. We we compare ourselves to each other instead of to God. And we're not really the people God's called us to be. Guys, in 2019, I want us to be the church that God wants us to be. Not what we think church is. Okay? And that there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big chasm in there. There's a big gap. Because we've grown up in the South where this is what you do and you've got to do it this way and do these things. But what if the way we've always done it is not how God has desired it to be done? What if? I don't know about you, but, but I have had this aching in the bottom of my stomach. Like, God, you ever, you ever had this anxiousness, like there's something wrong? Or, or how about, I forgot something. Yeah, I, the first, when I got saved, we were going to Elam, and um, I'm not going to call this family out, but it was our first Sunday there. And we would left, we were greeting everybody, and we left. As we left, there were two kids running around the parking lot. And I was like, hey, little fella. And his little sister wouldn't even talk. And I was like, he said, I think my mom and dad left us. And I'm like, okay, where you live? Right up the road. So they bailed in the car, and we took them home. And we knocked on the door, and they, and they first time they ever saw us, they were like, hey. I said, yeah, I'm Jeremy. I was at church this morning, and, and I think, did y'all leave something at church? And they were like, no. The husband leaned back and he said, did you leave somebody at church? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, are these your kids? And he was like, man, I, I had a feeling I forgot something. <laughs> Y'all ever had that kind of feeling? That, that's been that feeling I've had all year. He's like, God, I feel like we're forgetting something. We're missing something. I know that, that, that we're doing it like people said we should do it, but God, are we missing something? And I, I feel like we get caught up in those things. I think we, we think that, that the way that we gauge our, our success of the church is how many people show up. But last night, God spoke to my spirit, and he said, Jeremy, the amount of people that shows up does not show how successful you are. 
the amount of transformation you see shows the success of a church. And it's us transforming to the likeness of Jesus, us changing, right? I preach that a lot. I don't know how much you pick up on it, but we pick, I preach on that a lot. It's us changing into the likeness of Jesus. And, and I think that what we've realized, what, we, what today's church society has become is, is if I go to church once a, a week, you know, because Lord forbid I give God more than one service, uh, but I go to church and, and, and then I, I, might, maybe I might read my Bible, I might pray a little bit, but, but as long as I go to church, you know, I, I, I'm a member of that church. I, I am a part of that church. I was at a funeral the other day, and a guy said, yeah, so-and-so is a member of your church. I was like, really? Like, I don't know who they are. But yeah, yeah, they, 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 they went a couple times. We, we think because we go to a church a couple times, we are a part of the church. But see, being a part of the church is us embracing the mission of God and us following Jesus. And us being in community, us being together. Not that you come to a service. And being the church is different than going to a service. And we in the South, we think that, that I'm the church if I go to church regularly. And if I, if, Lord, man, if I raise my hand, I'm super spiritual. If I, if I tithe a little bit, boy, I'm doing it. And that's not what God's wanted us to be. And, in the, and where we are, and we're in the most blessed nation in the world, but yet we are so far off from what God wants it to look like. Because we have made church about me. We've made church about us. Grow if you want to grow. That ain't what God's word says. Worship if you want, worship if you want to worship. That, that ain't what God's word says. We, 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 the church today is, we put people in leadership that's not ready. Because we, we got to, you know, we got to, we got to fulfill the numbers. I've seen churches that put deacons in place that, man, that man just got saved six months ago. Now you're going to make him a leader of the church? I mean, come on, that ain't what God's word says. Either we're going to be God's people or we ain't. I'm, all right, y'all, y'all have probably be ready. This is the new me. Y'all with me? 19. <laughs> new year, new me. But I think that's when I, when I feel like in, in my deep, the deepest part of my stomach is like, God, are we doing this the way you want us to do this? Are you, when we get together and sing praises, are you looking down saying, those my people? Are you looking down like with, 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 with this, 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 this smile of pride on, his, on your face saying, I am so proud of those people because they truly get it. They truly love me. They truly are after my heart. Or is he like in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10, he says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? Says the Lord. I have more than enough burnt offerings or rams and fat of offering of animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, what he asked, who has asked this of you? This trampling in my court. Stop bringing me meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. Your new moon and your Sabbath meetings. I cannot bear to work those to, I cannot bear to see those worthless assemblies. Your new moon festivals, your appointed festivals, I hate them with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of, bur of bearing them. 
when you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you're offering many prayers, I am not listening. And this is God's people. These are the people of Israel. How could God, the God of the Israelites, say this? Because they were coming at God with obligation. They were coming at God with the wrong heart. They were coming at God like, you know what? I just got to do this to get my way. I don't care about you. And God wants his people to love him. Not come with this vainness and this, and this, this is emptiness. He wants you to love him. He says the same thing in Amos. Amos chapter 5, verse 21. He says, I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies, they're a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring me choice fellowship offerings, I will not have, I will, I will have no regard to them. Away with the noise of your songs. Like he doesn't want to hear their praise songs. He don't want to hear them singing. If you're going to sing an obligation, he's like, shut up, I don't want to hear it. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll like a river. Righteousness like a never failing stream. Guys, when I read things like that, I'm like, God, are you happy with us? Because I don't see any power in his church. I don't see any love in his church. I, I, don't, I don't see those things. And it's like, God, are you happy? And look, I don't want to just do church. I don't. I, I wouldn't preach if God didn't tell me to. You know what I'm saying? I want God. I, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want to please God. I want to be in his presence. I want, to, I want to experience God. When I read the Exodus event, when I read about Moses, I'm like, God, why couldn't I have been Moses? Why couldn't I have, have been able to, to just walk in that tent and talk to you face to face? Why couldn't I have went up the mountain in that moment? But yet I know that now I have the Holy Spirit and I get a chance to have that same encounter every day. Church, I'm telling you, God wants his church to have this deep desire for him, like to please him. Not that I'm just here to sing because, you know, because Gresham told me to. No, I want to sing because I am thankful for the sacrifice Jesus made. I want to give him praise. I want to give him honor. I want to give him glory. I don't want to sit there and say, I surrender all. And you ain't got no intention to surrender nothing. It's our hearts, right? It's, it's our hearts. And he wants us to have this posture of like, He's God. He's worthy of all these things. But yet we're like, uh, I mean, I, I know, I, 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 I know what his word says, but yeah, man, I don't really have a desire to do it because it, it takes me out of my comfort zone, God. And he's like, what? You who? Yeah. I mean, God, I mean, what, what if people look at me crazy? I mean, I can't be one of them fanatics. I mean, my, I mean, what if people think I'm a Jesus freak? Well, I, oh, I, and God's looking at us like, I'm not amused by your apathy. I'm not amused with your lack of desire. I'm not amused by this because I'm God. I gave you this bread. I, 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 I made you in your mother's womb. I have a purpose for your life. I am not amused by your lack of desire to follow me like I have intended you to. And as I look at that, like I'm like, how in the world did we get them to come up with our way we do church now? How? Because if I took this word, and if I, was on a, if I took God's word and I put you on a, desert, on a deserted island, nobody on the island, you don't even know Jesus. 
You get converted to Christianity and you get this Bible and you read it. Would you do church the way we do church? Would you follow Jesus the way you've always seen people follow Jesus? No. You know why? We have fallen into a pattern. How everybody else does it and we think that we can't step out of this. And my God came to break the mold. Amen? That we didn't have to walk in bondage. We just sung a song. I'm a child of God. I've been set free. we got to walk out of this religion. And, it, you, and he gives us the keys. But it's like, do you want to walk out? But there was a brand new Lamborghini outside. Pretty red one. And I said, I got the keys. Here, Wade, here's the keys to the Lamborghini. Here's the keys right now. Would you drive off in it? Take off in it. Rick, if I took you, gave you the keys to a 1969 Camaro, you ain't a Lamborghini man. <laughs> that, no pun. Would you take them? I say, it's yours. Just take the keys. You take it. Why? Because we see those things as valuable. But yet we see, we don't see what God's given us as valuable. God's given us the keys, church. The keys to walk in power, the keys to walk in authority, the keys to not be held down by anything, but yet we sit there and we lay down like, I don't want it, God. And he's saying, I'm not pleased with you. To be honest, church, I want to be honest. I have struggled with this all year long. I have cried. I have begged God, Lord, what in the world are we missing? Because how can we be your people, but we're not changing? How can people say that they love you, but yet they, they, they don't desire to change? How can, how can we as a church, like, how can people in the church still live the same way they used to live? God, what's going on? No condemnation. But I'm just like, what's going on? Because this is not what I read. When, when people get it, God, what happens? They change. They follow you. They pursue you. Man, amazing things happen. What, what, what's, what's the hold up? God's like, I didn't change. We thought we have fell into this pattern. When we planted this church, I need, I need to ask for y'all's forgiveness this morning. Because you know one thing I didn't ask? I didn't ask God what he wanted. When we planted a church, you know what I said? All right, what I got to have to plant a church? Okay, number one, I got to have good music. I got to have a sound system. Can't nobody come come if you ain't got good music. You know what I'm saying? We got to have a fairly good preacher. I remember me and Dallas sat down one day, and Dallas was like, we were like, look, man, we can't suck. So you better study, and you better study. You got to have those three things. I, we got to have, man, we got to have child care. We got to have child care. You got to have a place. got to have a building. And I had these five things, and I was like this, and that's what I ran after. But where do I find that in this? Where? Because to have a church is about God's people pursuing God. And we've made church about a building. We've made church about, about us, about music, about preferences, about all these things. And we've not made it about a pursuit of a holy God that made a way for us not to go to hell but to have a personal relationship with him. We've taken that out. Man, we should be screaming happy. But yet we just... Lay it to the side. I'm on. I'll tell you, when I read this word, I just, I, I, 
can't see where God's happy with us in America. I, I can't see where he's like, whoop, whoop, do it. I, I, I can't see it. I think he's like, will you please shut up? Because your heart's so far from me. And it, it, it grieves me. It grieves me, church, in, 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 a, in, a, in a way that I can't even explain. I mean, I'm telling you, we've got to start equating our success as a church is how many people are being transformed, how many people are following Jesus. How can we say that we're a church and we've been the same faithful 20 for the last 20 years and nobody's changed? Because when I read God's word, when God shows up, people start, start growing. Things that they added to their numbers daily, what God's word says. But yet we're like, oh, just being us 20, I'm okay with it. Because you don't know God. You're totally disconnected from the God of the Bible. You created a God that you want to pursue. You created a God that makes you comfortable because you don't have to walk and be on mission because it's just about you going to church on Sunday. That's what we created in the South. And we don't want to step out and change because of the way Mama said it. And you don't want to come against Mama. And Mama did it because of Grandma. And Lord, you don't want to make Grandma mad. Y'all with me? Don't step out of that tradition. The first time I didn't wear a tie preaching, Lord have mercy, you thought I had assassinated the president. Little lady came up to me at the church and was like, you know real preachers wear ties. I was like, you know what, I ain't going to be a real preacher then. I said, because the next time you see me wear a tie, it'll be either at your funeral. I was like, never mind, I'm sorry. It's somebody else's funeral. Or my own. We, we put these things in this church. I'm going to tell you my desire for this church. For the people that I'm going to be held accountable for before Lord Jesus Christ. What I desire, and I am not going to take any less. I desire people to be dependent upon God. I desire you to have a passionate relationship with Jesus. See, the way the churches are set up right now, that if the pastor got killed, in a, if I got killed in a car wreck on the way going home, this church might not make it. Because it's built on a pastor, not on God. There's so many churches that when the pastor leaves, the church, the, it goes, the attendance goes down. Why? Because they're following the preacher and not Jesus. And I desire, we're going to make some changes this year, that we are not following me. We're following God. And as we follow Jesus, I'm telling you, you will see God do amazing things in your life if you will give it and follow him. Because this ain't about me. It's all about God. I didn't plan this church for people to put, put a statue of me at a courthouse. I didn't do that, okay? I did this so that because God was burdened my heart for lost people in my community that wasn't going to church anywhere else. And we started reaching about, we started reaching some of them and then all of a sudden they just quit. You know why? Because we lost our focus. We started looking at us instead of looking at God. The only way church, we're gonna, the church is going to make it over the next 20 years. I really feel like God told me this, been telling me this repetitively, the only way that a church, his church is going to make it over the long haul the next 20 years is that we get serious of following God, not going to a building, not, not being dependent upon one man communicating the gospel, that we are people sold out for Jesus. What happens if the government says you can't meet in a public facility anymore? 
You can't have church in your building anymore. How many people can continue to follow Jesus? How many people? I often thought, well, what if we just cancel service on Sunday for three months? Then we'd really see who really loved Jesus. Or who was just showing up to the show. And, and I battle that within me because it's like, God, if we're just doing these services, we're giving people a false sense of security of their faith when their faith is really either dead or shallow. Because if they really want you, then they're going to grow. If they really want you, they're going to put themselves to the side, right? We need some people from another country to be like, amen, amen, because they want people that know us in America, we don't understand because it's like, this is how it's always been. Church, I'm telling you, we have to be people who passionately pursue in God. The only way the church goes forward is, is, is if you grow. It, 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 I, man, Billy Graham could be up in here preaching and it don't matter. Like the greatest communicator ever could, could be preaching and it doesn't matter if we don't have the desire to grow because the church is about us. Amen? Us embracing the mission of God. Us pursuing God. Us loving God and loving each other. It's, it's, that's, that's the church. And if we don't pursue that, if we're just pursuing, I'm going to church on Sunday, it's going to be empty, shallow, and meaningless. It's us embracing God's mission and saying, God, I want you more than anything. Let me tell you something. You know why, and we're finna read it in just a second, but in the book of Acts, you know why miracles happen? Because people showed up that wanted God's presence. And when God's presence shows up, amazing things happen. Let me tell you something. If I got cancer, I ain't calling on some of y'all to come pray for me. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to pick up the phone, and I'm going to call some people that I know labor in prayer. I'm going to call people that I know who have a direct line with God. I'm going to pick the phone up and I'm going to be like, can you come and, and pray over me? Because they come pray over me, I can be healed. Because God's hearing their prayers because they're pursuing God. But so many of us would think we're spiritual to go to church and we want to lay hands on somebody and pray and get mad because nothing happened. And the only reason you only had a, 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 that's not been the only time you prayed all week. I'm being real. Like God, there's power in God's church, right? There's why would we accept anything less? Why would we be like, I'm okay with going and singing three songs and, 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 and listen to a 45-minute message, if I'm lucky, and, and, and going and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with As long as we get out by 1230, I'm okay with that. Let me tell you something, church. We head into a, to a realm that if the Holy Spirit shows up in this place, I don't care if it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm staying. I'm staying. I'll tear down this joint by myself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I want to be in God's presence so bad. And, and I mean this with all humility, but I'm not going to take anything less. Because I'm not going to be standing before God. And he said, Jeremy, I trust you with this, but you allowed the traditions of man to make you lead these people astray. I'm not doing it. We're going into something that's going to be different. We're going into something that's not going to be traditional. We're going into something that's not going to be like your, your grandma's Sunday morning when you sing three stands and go home. It's not that. Church, I want us to love Jesus. I want us to follow him hard. I want us to run after him with all we have. And if we're not going to do that, we might as well stay home and watch cartoons. Because it's meaningless. If you've came to church over the last year, 
and you haven't moved closer to Jesus, then you've just been caught up in the system and not in Christ. If you're still in the same sin you've always been in, then you haven't embraced Jesus. The, the American church paints this thing, well, you can grow as fast as you want to, but you grow as fast as you are in God. Because I have no control over what he tells me to get rid of in my life. I was making a hundred, over $100,000 a year when God told me to plant this church. And I'm like, first thing I said was like, you know, preachers are broke, God. And he said, be faithful and I will take care of you. I didn't even care. I didn't question it. I told Sabrina, I said, well, God's called to plant a church. She said, I feel like that too. She said, what we're going to do? I said, we're going to eat bolognese and bananas, I reckon. I don't know, but we're going to do this. And we took that step, church. And let me tell you, God provided the whole way. Because when God tells you to go do something, he's not going to equip you. He's not going to lead you. He's not going to leave you stranded. But we won't take steps of faith because we don't have that faith in God. When, when Pentecost happened and, man, the Holy Spirit fell and, man, the church was created in the book of Acts, we read that and we're like, Woo, yes, Jesus, I want that. But that's as far as we go. God's like, get in the boat, load up. And we're like, but that boat got holes in it. The, 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 God, the, you see that thunderstorm out there? I don't know if I'm getting that boat. Lord, I don't want to sit by that person on my boat. He's like, don't worry about that stuff. Do what I told you to do and get in the boat. And we're standing on the bank. And then we're like, how come I'm not going anywhere? How come I'm not growing? How come the church isn't doing what it should be? Why is the church... If I had one person tell me, how come the church isn't growing? I just feel like the, I just feel like things aren't like they used to. You know why? Because we're not pursuing God. We've got caught up in the machine. And long as we're caught up in this machine of just come, we're not serving out of God. I love God and I want to do for him. We lose that all. We lose that fire. We lose that intentionality. I'm telling you, when I read the book of Acts, I'm going to read it. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 is where we're going to start at. And I'll run through these. But he says, when, when I read this, like it's like, I think we read the book of Acts and we're like, ooh, that's good, God. What next? And he's like, this, this, is, this is the characteristics of people that get it. These are the characteristics of the church that is pursuing God's own heart. The first thing stands out to me. He says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. They devoted themselves, right? I'm going to continue. We'll read the rest of it, and then we'll break it down. He says, And to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued meeting in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes together and with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to the numbers daily those who were being saved. Man, when I read that, I'm like, yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. But yet, hold up now. You mean I got to be devoted? That's the first thing. When I read it, that these people were devoted. To be the church God called us to be, we first have to be devoted. We got to be committed, right? we got to be committed. We've got to be devoted. People in the New Testament, they were so focused on getting the message of Jesus out. 
they were devoted. They were like hungry. Let's get in God's word. Let's, I got to know more about God. I got this. They, they wanted to get in there and they just, they just sat down and they, they, didn't, they didn't worry about time. They, were just, they wanted more of God. That didn't mean that they just got rid of life. They still had life. They still had families, but they wanted God. They, they just they wanted it. They, they met together. They, they feasted on the word. So they could get the message out. They knew that it wasn't about get, making a holy huddle and let's hanging out and having Bible study. It's about me equipping you and you equipping me. And let me tell you something. We're facing to go and make disciples. We're facing to go get the word out. But today what happens is we want to have Bible study and think we're doing something. We get in connect group and we think we're doing I'm in connect group. Let me tell you a little secret. And I don't mean this mean at all. If you're in this connect group and you got the same people in your connect group you've had since you started, you ain't in the best connect group ever. You ain't doing it because you have been, you're not growing. We've got to have that. If nobody else in my connect group wants to grow, I do. Here I am, Lord, send me. If nobody wants to go and plant another group, I'm going. Y'all with me? Because I want God to use me. That's our attitude. That's should be our posture. But instead, we just like, what y'all read this week? Sounds, sounds the same way. It sounds the same way. What, what's God been speaking to you this week? Can anybody make the sign of a cricket? Can you make it that? And it's like, and then we're, then we're like, well, you know, connect group just gives me bored. I'm just bored with it. You know why? Because you're not pursuing God. Because when like-minded men and women are together pursuing God, amazing things happen. When you're all pursuing him, you're all after God's own heart. And so, so what everybody else in your, in your group might not be pursuing God, that don't give you the excuse to slack. Pursue him. Give him everything. I don't want him to look down on me and say, man, I don't want anyone to hear what you got to say. Man, when I'm, when I'm throwing praise back in the, in, the, in the truck headed home, I don't want him to be like, shut up, man. I don't want to hear that. That's horrible. I want him to be like, that's a joyful noise, son. I like that. Nobody else likes your singing, but I do. Huh? Who needs God to say that to them? Huh? <laughs> but it's being intentional, church. We have, to, we have to pursue God. Church, we have to have church. We have to want to desire to be the church. God wants us. And, and, and the second thing is through love. Like it's, it's, it's through devotion, but also through love. See, those people loved one another. They, they cared for one another. It says they, you got to love people to want to hang out with them every day. Come on. I, that's something that I have begun to struggle with. I used not to. But the more people let you down, the more people intentionally try to hurt you, the less attractive hanging out with people are. Anybody? And I struggle with that. But you know what? Me going against my struggle immediately puts me into God's presence because I'm going against what I want and it's what he wants. When I have community and fellowship with people, see, the love, we cannot be God's church. What is the two greatest commandments? That we love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and we love our neighbor as ourself. We can't be God's church without love. And I ain't talking about this superficial stuff. We say, I love you. Uh-uh. This, this stuff where I'm going to go the extra mile for you. I'm going I'm to, you've been a jerk this week. I'm going to forgive you anyway. 
I'm, I'm going I'm to go this extra mile. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you anyway. I'm going to love you unconditionally. I'm going to go that extra mile. When I read about them selling their possessions and giving to people who had need, they went the extra mile. Loving each other. How would you like to be a part of a church that you knew loved you? I'm the only one? Okay. Two people? All right. We just, we people, y'all, we're y'all hard-hearted folks, I'll tell you what. It just, I want people to love me. I got enough people that don't love me. I want people to love me, that wants to embrace me, that says, I got you, brother, I'm with you. I want that. And that's what they had, the people that they were, they were loved. They, these people loved God. They, they desired to know God. They had that passion to know God. They loved each other. They fellowship. They had this deep desire to do life with each other. They were giving up things for each other. Verse 46, though, it says, with a glad and sincere heart. Yeah, I'll just leave that there. Glad and sincere heart. Continues on. But the next thing, it, it talks about breaking bread. And I'm going to hurry because this is one thing God showed me that we need to do tonight, today, is, is we need to really focus on communion, too. But they, they were breaking bread with one another. Why was that important? Loving and breaking bread. Why? Because they never wanted to forget the sacrifice Jesus made. Because when you forget what Jesus did, he becomes to be second rate. When you always get up and you remember the sacrifice, you remember what Christ did for you, you remember that precious gift of salvation that he gave you through the shedding of his blood. When you take of, you take of the bread and you think about breaking bread, think about how Christ broke his, how his body was broken. How he's beaten for us. It should bring us to a place of like radical appreciation. When you think about the shedding of the blood, when you, when you dip it in the grape juice, when they did communion, it, it, the blood, it makes you thankful for the shed blood that he gave. But when you're not thankful for those things, then you begin to just not, not care if he's pleased or not. Never forgetting. The next thing that shows me of church that is after God's own heart is people that pray. You know, I tell you, the American church is failing. Give you a prayer meeting and show, let me show you how many people show up. We used to have prayer meetings all the time, and it'd be like me, the pastor, and two deacons, and that's it. Of a congregation this big every Sunday, What's, people don't care to pray. You know why? You don't pray because you don't know God. Because when you pray, you want to talk to God more. I'm not talking about this superficial stuff. I'm talking about on point praying, like you know who you're talking to praying, like desiring God, desiring God to move. Like just, God, I know that I'm not going to make it without you. Like the desire, this, this passion to, 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 to connect with him. When's the last time you've come to God with that, that's that yearning? Like, God, I, I don't want to get up until you speak to me. I don't want to give you all my junk and then get up and go through my life. God, I need you to talk to me. I need you to speak to me. I need to hear your voice because hearing your voice is the only thing that makes me make it through. Hearing your voice is the only thing that's going to fix my problems. Hearing your voice is going to be the only thing that's going to redirect my attitude. God, I got to hear you. When's the last time you came to him with that? If we would come in that posture of praying, that's people who desire God. And the last thing is people that are led by the Holy Spirit. These people were led by the Spirit. Led by God, like that God, God would tell them, go here, and they would go there. They were people that were, you can't be led by the Spirit without being hungry for God in prayer. 
but they were led by the Spirit. Wonders and signs happen because of the Holy Spirit in their presence. We don't see miracles happen because we're not in God's presence. See, so many people's faith would increase if we would just pursue God. So many people run after. I know I, I would get called up running after signs and wonders. God, I just want a miracle. Lord, don't you don't, don't tell me they got a stump toe around here. We're going to anoint them jokers and pray. I want to see miracles so bad. Running after miracles. Instead of God telling me one day, stop running after the miracle and run after me. You run after me, you will see miracles. You run after me, you will see the things that your heart desires. But if I'm trying to do it on my own, it's just counterfeit things. God wants us to run after him, church. See, what will really make us the church church is if we deeply are deeply connected to God and we spur one another on. In John chapter 13, it says, People will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. By the way, we are generally, truly family. We're walking. I want us to be known in the community as a church that loves one another and we are walking in unity with each other. When you have a need and you call me and say, Brother, I need you to pray, then we come and we pray. That we walk with each other. We talk with each other. If you're struggling, we're going to walk, not hide sin. We're going to expose sin and get rid of it and kill it so that we can all glorify God. Amen. That's the church God's called us to be. That's the man God's called me to be. That's the woman God's called you to be. That's the man God's called you to be. And we have to pursue God all out, 100%. And I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys. But I refuse to do anything less. I refuse it. And, and the only time you're going to experience the peace that you want, the only time you're going to experience, like, look, I, I, I want to know God, is when you put the stake in the ground and you say, not today. I ain't doing that no longer. Have any of y'all really felt empty inside? I don't think emptiness, you can ever really feel emptiness until you've had a loss of a loved one, a spouse or a parent or a grandparent. And that emptiness inside like that, that yearning to see them again, that yearning to, to talk to them again, that yearning just to be in their presence again. Like, that's what I have when I think about God. I have that desire, church. I just, I, I want to be in his presence. I miss my granddaddy so much. Because he's the only man that really really tell me that he's proud of me and, and and so many days I was crying out to God saying, God, I just want to hear Papa say, son, I'm proud of you again. And I remember one night in prayer, God just said to me, it don't matter what your Papa thought, I'm proud of you. That goes so much, Father Church. We got to be people that desire God like we desire that. That emptiness inside of you that, that you've been trying to put all this other crap inside of is not going to work until you really give it to God. Until you let him feel that void and him, him feel that desire. We'll keep doing this emptiness until you, all of us, say, I want God. I don't want anything less. That's what I want. That's what I desire. And so church, for us to be different, for 2019 to be different, for us to see God change our community, is for you to allow God to change you. For you to say, I'm tired of being this complacent Christian. I can preach about being lukewarm all day long and you don't care if you don't know God. 
So my heart, we're going to preach through what it means to love God, what it means, what it means for us to love each other, and what it means for us to love ourselves. Those are the three greatest, two greatest commandments. If we can get them right, then everything else is going to work out. Amen? That's what we're going through. But God, guys, I'm telling you, God planted us here for a reason. Not just to be another church that has a service on Sunday. He called us to be a church that reaches people that have been unreachable because people are tired of religion. They want to see people that get it. They want to see people that love Jesus. They want to see people that live out what they say they believe. People want it. But we have to give it to them. And you can't give it to them by just looking at how everybody else is doing things and saying, that's okay. I'm tired of that. So today we're going to gonna give us a time for, for communion. And, and I'm tired of making you feel like you got to do it. If you want more of Jesus, that's the, here's the altar. If you want to give God your life, find me. Raise your hand. Find this man. Raise your hand. Find this man. If you want to commit your life to Jesus, find us and we'll pray with you. We will, we will lead you to, to, to what it means to walk with Christ. If you're like, you know what, I, 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 I want to love Jesus that way. I need that passion. I need that desire. Maybe you need to give God say, God, I commit that to you today. I'm committing that, that from now on, I'm going to take the stand, and I'm going to be in your word. I'm going to pursue you. Maybe you don't even have that desire today. Maybe you need to come on your knees and say, Lord God, give me that passion to want you every day. Maybe you need to pray, God, don't let me just get up and go to work without spending time with you. Put that agony in my gut that I can't move without spending time with you because I want you that much. Maybe that's what we need to pray for. But we can be the people God wants us to be because there's people dying going to hell every day going to church. Maybe that's what you need to do. And then if you want to just say, you know, God, I just want to remember what you've done. I want to celebrate that. I, I, I want to take a communion today so that I won't forget what you've done for me. I won't take for granted the sacrifice so that I can even have this relationship. Then there's communion. There's one to the left, there's one to the right, and there's one at the back. I want you to want Jesus. Sometimes I feel like I want it better, worse than you do. But God's given us this. And it's like, if you want it, here I am. Those who seek me, find me. Seek the Lord with all your heart, and you'll find him. Keep going to church, you'll go to hell. Seeking God, following God is where it is. Church is good for us to come and us to experience God and us to, to have unity and be, be together, but this isn't the end all be all. It's with God. So I'm going to pray. And you do what the Spirit's leading you to do. Father, we come to you, Lord, this time. God, so humbly. And God, I just. God, I'm just overwhelmed. God, I just pray that we would be the people.
people you've called us to be, God. I don't want to be these hypocrites, God. I don't want to be a liar, God. I don't want to be a man that, that, Lord, you detest to hear my voice when I sing because my heart is not in it. prayer that I could pray that would make anything different. I just pray that you would move and that, Lord, that our hearts would be receptive, that we would truly surrender for the first time, that we would truly give it all to you today. That, God, we would truly just want you. Only you can change the heart of a man. Only you can remove the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. Only you, God, can, can give us that yearning, that desire to be a man and a woman or a woman led spirit, that desire to, to, to hear your voice, God, God, give us that, God, if there was any gift that we could get, Lord, give us that, give us that desire like we've never had before, God, give us that precious gift, I beg you, Lord.